Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Joining us now, Alexis Harrison and Marie Weingarten called in because uh, I have been getting a lot of emails uh, from them that they are very, very unhappy with the way their testimony has been portrayed in official government records. They are the founders of CT169strong.org, which is a volunteer grassroots advocacy organization that is pushing back against desegregate Connecticut and the housing bills that seem to be coming out from Hartford. Maria Weingarten and Alexis Harrison, welcome today. Hi, thanks for calling in. You bet. Thanks, Lisa. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. So Alexis, you know, I'm seeing these emails. Why don't you tell us what's going on? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I know we'll get too in the weeds, but the planning and development committee, um, has advanced um, the the live work ride the desegregate bill, and we've obviously testified a, a number of hearings. And they've also put out a joint favorable report, which is, as my understanding, it's a you know a document that other legislators can read that talks about the bill, you know why it's being advanced. So legislators who are not on that committee have a deeper understanding of, of the bills. So basically, it's a summary, and they summarize all the testimony um, on the governor's bill SB nine eight five. Our our CT-169 testimony was categorically mischaracterized. Um, They actually said, and I watched my testimony again, they said that I um, called the bill laughable, which was very alarming because these are official government records. You know, to me, that impugned my reputation, our group's reputation. We've done considerable work and we stand by the facts. And to put that kind of wording in there was really just, you know, beyond the pale. Who writes that up? Who, who's who writes that? As it, as we understand, because we did do some investigation this week, um, the clerk who was hired by the committee's chairs um, write them. But obviously, we assume that they're being checked and verified by the by the committee's chairs before they're distributed, you know, widely. Who are the committee chairs? Who are they? Um, Senator M. D. Rahman, I believe he's from the Manchester area, and State Rep. Eleni um, Gravos de Gras. And she's from Avon area. And so, so after all this, our testimonies were updated. But, you know, it really just, 
you know, we shouldn't have to babysit legislators to do the right thing, to put our testimony accurately. Um, you know, there, you know, I, you know, CT 169 strong, you know, we've been really characterized as, you know, just very strong, you know, opposition leaders and to receive such, you know, derogatory commentary on what we said is just was really disheartening. And it just really makes, I think, a farce of the public hearing system. We, we consider ourselves serious people. You know, we, we sit there, we analyze the bills, we let people know what is actually in the language of the bills because there's a lot of spin that's put out there. Uh, very little reporting by the, um, the, the news outlets, the legacy media, very little discussion of what's actually in the bills by either those people on the committees or by you know, any of the other legislators letting the public know what might be happening in the bills. So we take this all very seriously and we have a lot of respect for everybody who's involved with the process and we would expect to be treated the same way. Now, the second part of it is so Alexis and Tara Rasperi, who's also with CT169 Strong, their testimony was truly mischaracterized. Um, my testimony, which was about four or five pages long, and I had about 30 minutes of discussion during the actual hearing, um, they, they devolved me down into two sentences saying that, you know, I just want local control and no state government, <laughs> and um, which is, you know, not, not at all what was the content of my, you know, <laughs> very lengthy discussions. Um, so I, that's what we find troubling. Um, and they, they lumped mine with 40 other people who had, you know, varying lengths of, of commentary as well into what, into those two sentences. So we, we just we just found that there was this 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 casual um, lack of lack of, you know, quality, thoughtful, you know, reporting on this. They're supposed to be dispassionate. They're just supposed to state the facts. And, you know, there were only 14 for there were 14 um, testimonies in favor. There was about 60 against. And they literally limped over 40 uh, people uh, who testified in opposition in, into one, into two sentences, devolved into two sentences that really were not accurate descriptions of what we had testified to. If there are only 14 for and 60 against, that's really unusual that the bill would come out of committee with a, yet a favorable report. That's pretty unusual. What was the vote? Um, all of the the um, if I recall correctly, all Democrats voted in favor to move it out of committee, but for one from from Stanford and all Republicans voted against it moving out of committee. So that's David Michael, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he voted against it from Stanford. But uh, but what is the is, what is the makeup of how many Democrats to how many Republicans are on the committee? Is it like 10 to four or seven to eight? I'm just curious. Like, what is uh, it? It's two thirds Democrat, one third Republican. I see. On I see. average, right about there for every single committee, every every I, every committee. And that's just based on the pop, you know, the the what the makeup is of the entire legislature. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is the, is the bill that came out of, we're talking now about Live, Work, Ride just for a moment, and that's the one that came out of the planning committee, is that right? Yeah, planning and development, correct. Planning and development. Friday. Did that come out of committee with a fiscal note, which is to say uh, an amount of money attached to it that it will cost the state of Connecticut to implement the bill? Um, they did have a small, they, there was in the governor's budget um, amounts related to it. So there, there are some monies tied to, to that program. Because sometimes when a fiscal note is attached to a new bill, it can be a, a reason for some legislators to not vote on it if they look overall at the budget and then it has to go to appropriations. So I was just wondering how much money this particular Live, Work, Ride bill was expected to cost the taxpayers in Connecticut as a state entity. Well, I think, well, if we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Live, Work, Ride, right? Well, Live, so, Work, Ride. So the, I'm sorry. I, I always so, get the things. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So if we're talking about that specific bill, um, the monies are already allocated. And so there's these discretionary funding. What they're trying to do is uh, take funding that was in the past available to any municipality uh, for for different um, discretionary infrastructure spending for any projects that they may locally be working on. And, and what that bill is trying to force now is to have a coordinator and within their group decide that the only people who will now be a- able to get, avail themselves of any of that sort of funding are people who opt in to that program, to that Work, Live, Ride program, where a coordinator is deciding exactly how much density will be required, how many units of development will be required by every community. The way you're seeing this, we're chatting with Maria Weingarten and Alexis Harrison of CT169strong.org. If this comes down and this gets passed, do you see communities from from where you're gathering your grassroots support, do you see communities rebelling against this and trying to fight this in the courts, or do you see that most of them will go along? What do you think? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, one of the most troubling things we've seen is really a lack of engagement from very from a lot of the mayors and first select people. You know, they're obviously very busy people. They don't have, you know, they can't drill down every bill that comes to, to, from Hartford. So we need to see more engagement from our first select people, and they need to understand what the cost could be, because I think they would push back absolutely if this did come to pass. We hope it doesn't, but it's also an opt-in bill, so, you know, towns may you know, may not have to do it, but they would also face those, you know, those punishments, those punitive, you know, removal of infrastructure money to clean, up, clean up brownfields very, and a lot of things. That's going to really come down to a lot of very difficult decisions in every municipality. It's going to be really hard because people always want the money that's right in front of them. And sometimes they will sacrifice 
the long-term character of their own community mm-hmm. for the bucks that are right here and right now. And we see this. Yeah, we time. rely on steep grants. We rely to get mm-hmm. sidewalks fixed, a number of things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's very yeah. troubling. So that's why we're here. That's why we continue fighting and do, doing the work on behalf of, of our community. Yeah, I'm sorry that you felt that personally you were mischaracterized and that your testimony was called laughable. That's, I'm sorry about but, that. Those are just words I would never use, especially with respect to Governor Lamont. Um, I, I just, that's just not how I would characterize the, the bill. And I actually agree with some aspects of the bill. Um, I would never use that term, especially with, with someone who's the governor of our state. I, I just, yeah, I did find that just, just disheartening. Yeah. And particularly on that bill, which we see it, it truly is an opt-in bill. Um, the, that bill, you know, what, what we had said was here are, here are three or four improvements. We think that this is a move towards collaboration. Here are things we would like to see. So, so we were trying to work in a very collaborative way. So to have our testimony mischaracterized in this way was, was incredibly disrespectful. Um, and I think that that's the concern I have is that you don't want to see this sort of behavior um, on other bills. And, and one legislator said to me, well, I think it's been a wake up call to all of us to make sure that we take a close look at these JFS reports as they're coming out of committee, uh, just to make sure we understand what's in them. JFS standing for joint favorable. Uh, joint favorable. Joint favorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the joint favorable reports, the JF reports, the joint favorable substitute. What, sometimes when they they'll substitute language in the bill as it's moving out, and um, so it's it's J, it's really the joint favorable report that's coming out of the committees. Yeah, ladies, v- thank you very much for keeping us abreast of these uh, very consequential pieces of legislation, um, and I appreciate you coming on today and calling in. and And uh, if people want to join your newsletter or find out more about What's happening at ct169strong.org, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Alexis Thanks Harrison. Thanks for the time, Lisa. Marie, really appreciate always. it. Sure. Alexis Harrison oh, and Marie Wang. Yeah. Just one more thing. Um, you know, we do have a white paper that's coming out. We've done a deep dive on 8-30G and really understanding how those numbers are calculated for each community and why it is really um, some towns may never get to that 10 percent. So uh, take a look out. We'll, we'll be pushing that out very soon. So everybody should stay informed on and, and have a better understanding of, of that rule and how it's calculated and why it's so hard for communities to get to their 10 percent. Okay. When it's ready, you'll come back on and explain it to us. Thank you very much. (laughs) Maria Weingarten and Alexis Harrison on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. We're going to just spend a couple of minutes and learn about a fundraiser called The Taste of Westport with Ifeshe Gale joining us in just a moment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 